Welcome back to the Coach's Corner. I'm back like I never left. Well, actually, in fact, I did because it's been about a month since you've heard from me, so you're probably wondering, did the Coach's Corner stop? Like, where did Peter go? Well, I'm still here. It's just things have been a little crazy, so I had to take a mini break from the podcast just to focus on some things, both professionally and personally. But wanted to drop this episode for you just so you could kind of catch up on what's been going on so you know some of the cool initiatives that have been going on here at UHY and just so you also know why I've been gone for such a long time. So we'll go ahead and get started just with some of the work stuff because, again, we've been gone since about August 8th. So shortly after August 8th here at UHY, we kicked off the second iteration of our Emerging Leaders Program. Now, some of you may know what this is, but for those who are at UHY and you're curious, you've heard the term thrown around or the acronym ELP thrown around, I won't give away the farm, so to speak, but I'll give you a little bit of the secret sauce so you kind of get a flavor for it and then kind of dive into how the session went, where it was held, those kind of things, and future plans for it. For those who are curious or they want to emulate the model at their own organization, it's a really interesting program. So I highly suggest you might take some notes. You could learn a couple things or two, but again, won't give away the farm, just a little bit of that secret sauce for you to sample. But essentially, the Emerging Leader Program is a program where we have some of our managers and senior managers who are on that partner track, or we think are going to be the future partners of the firm. They are hand-selected by regional leadership to attend a roughly day-and-a-half seminar located in Michigan or elsewhere. And during these seminars, we have workshops ranging from time management, executive presence, coaching, courageous conversations, billing, selling. But the thing that happens beforehand is a lot of learning takes place up front. We do what's called a flipped classroom model. And what that means is you get all of the good information through your computer, and then you come to the live session ready to apply it. And this year we had 20 participants as opposed to last year's 10. We had them from all over our four geographic regions. And it was a really well done session. We had a lively group. There was even a scenario-based in activity where we had this girl, Miranda, who is played by one of our consultants, Stephen. So Stephen, shout out to you, who had to speak to their manager, Corey. Again, shout out to you, Corey. And it really brought up the whole session because they really got into it. They really engaged with the material and really had a good time with that scenario and truly applied the lessons that we hoped for them to learn in those workshops. We had it here in Michigan at a local hotel. Won't give out the names just because, again, anonymity is key, right? But overall, it was a huge success. People had a great time. A lot of learning took place. It was intense. I know just for me, being up there facilitating most of these sessions, for those who were some of our guest speakers, we had subject matter experts come in to talk about billing, selling, communication, coaching, all of those things. And we truly thank those who helped us put on such a great program. Now, this is a program that's going to continue. So if you missed out on your opportunity this year, don't worry, there likely will be an opportunity for you in the future, because this is one of our cornerstone programs 
as UHY progresses into the next five to 10 years as we strive for that 25 and 25 goal that we set out for ourselves, we need to develop that next generation of partners to lead us to that 25 and 25. And once we get there, we need to just keep climbing that board, right? So these next partners are going to help us continue the success that we've had thus far. So don't worry if it's a program you're interested in, just keep doing all of the great things you're doing and you will get recognized by your regional leadership and potentially selected for this program. On a more personal note, I was also gone because I had my wedding reception and honeymoon. So for those who didn't know, I got married earlier this year, mid-year, about May, but we sort of delayed our reception until September, namely because if you're not familiar with Michigan, it gets pretty humid and hot here. So we didn't want to have people suffer outside with all that and have air conditioners running the entire time. But also because of the pandemic, we wanted to give things at the time when we scheduled enough time to dissipate or normalize. And everybody who booked in 2020 got pushed to 2021. So it was just a never a cascading effect. So here we are, 2022 is when we had our wedding reception. It was at the Paquette plant here in Michigan. If you're familiar with that, it's where they built the first Model T. So me being a car guy, they had all these Model Ts lined up and other cars located everywhere. And it was a really cool venue, very old historic building actually kept by a conservatory, I believe. And those who attended, it was about a hundred of our close family and friends. They all had a great time, lots of food. I got to give a huge shout out to my wife for doing all of the legwork that she did to make it a great event that it was. And again, thanks to anyone who attended who's listening. Your attendance meant the world to us, and we hope you had a good time. But on to the piece de la resistance, so to speak, the honeymoon. I've told this story to a few people, so I thought I would just get the message out there for those who are interested and were like, hey, where did Peter go? Well, we went to Ireland. Now, I know there's one person in particular out there who's probably listening, being like, hey, why didn't you give me a ring? So, Alan, I apologize. I didn't get a chance to see you. We just had a week. We had a lot planned. We had to jam in there, and it just slipped my mind. So I apologize in advance. But I must say, you live in a very beautiful country. And for those listening who still live in Ireland... I am incredibly jealous because there is so much to do, but we did as much as we could in our six days time. We did a black cab tour of Northern Ireland to learn more about the history. And for those who don't know, it's a really interesting history. So I definitely recommend learning more about it. The conflicts between the British and the Irish, the Good Friday agreements and kind of the changing demographics and changing political landscape going on in Northern Ireland definitely something worth researching if you're a history buff. While we were up there, we saw the Giant's Causeway, which is this naturally occurring rock formation where all the rocks are hexagonal, which I probably butchered saying that, but they're all stacked on the ocean, so you can climb them, you can just relax, it's a nice ocean breeze, and on the right day when it's not too cloudy, you can actually see a bit of Scotland too, so it was a really cool atmosphere up there. Back in Dublin, which is where we spent the most of our time, or where we stayed, actually, we, of course, had to go to the Guinness storehouse, me being a, an avid adult beverage drinker, I'll put it that way. Guinness was on my bucket list for this trip, you know, being the second time for me being in Ireland, but always got to go to Guinness when you're there. Spent way too much money on souvenirs. We also went to the Teeling Distillery, which is a younger Irish whiskey distillery, but 
very delicious, and they taught me a thing or two about tasting and actually drinking whiskey. So very big shout out to Teeling for helping me learn how to drink whiskey better. That was awesome. And then of all things, Garth Brooks played there, played a concert, actually played five concerts. So we saw Garth Brooks in Ireland with 80,000 Garth Brooks fans. It was truly spectacular because they knew all of his songs, all of his B-sides, and they were singing them. Their hearts are were loud. They were just enjoying every moment. And even Garth was just like, y'all are crazy. You know, all of my songs and very cool environment. We also saw back up in Northern Ireland, we saw the Game of Thrones studio where they did the filming of the show. So you get to see the props, the makeup, the cinematography, all of the things that went up into making that amazing show. Again, we spent way too much money on souvenirs, but well worth it because now those are memories we have for a lifetime. We got to see the Titanic Museum to learn more about the history of shipbuilding in what was at the time the north of Ireland, not officially Northern Ireland at the time. What led to the launch of the Titanic, the sinking of the Titanic with the iceberg, the investigation into the causes of the sinking of the of the Titanic, and the what were the ramifications and the outcomes of the Titanic crash. It was a very interesting, very historical. It was more my wife's thing, but it was pretty cool because I wasn't familiar with it, so I did learn a thing or two there. And then back in Dublin or the Republic of Ireland, we got to tour this epic museum that talks about the emigration of people in and out of Ireland in 1800s, 1900s, into the early 2000s, give you a little history of how the Irish culture has spread to America and other parts of the world. Had to stop at Jameson, which was by far my favorite place. Again, Jameson is an excellent Irish whiskey. If you haven't had it before, I definitely recommend it. Jameson and Ginger is now my favorite adult beverage that I have had way too many of since I've gotten back stateside. We also got to see the Dublin Castle, which is where, you know, the monarch used to sit and reside. They actually still use it. It's every seven years they inaugurate the president of the Republic of Ireland there. So it's really cool to learn that interesting factoid. And then on our last day in Ireland, we got to visit the city of Galway and I did do the cheesy Galway girl song for my wife, so yes, I am a little bit of a romantic, for those who may not think so, but she wanted to get a souvenir tattoo, so I got to explore the city a little bit, the harbor, the architecture, just the culture of the city, and it was a really interesting city that I would love to visit again and explore more. But once we got done with the honeymoon... I actually had a quick trip back out that first week I was back to our Atlanta, Georgia consulting office. So shout out to my Atlanta folks who are listening. It was their mid-year training conference, and I was happy to be a part of it. It was a three-day conference where it was all focused on you know, sales methodology, strategic planning, strategic conversations. And I actually was facilitating one of the sessions, which I'll get to here in a second. But day one was great. We started off with Frank Finello, who's our regional managing partner down there in Atlanta, and he talked about this idea of a trusted advisor versus a salesperson. And the moral of the story is there's not a whole lot of difference there. They do a lot of the same things in different ways, but it all comes down to changing your mindset or changing how you think about things. So more to come on that. And then we shifted into the sales methodology, the Aslan sales methodology, with this really amazing facilitator, kept everybody really engaged. And the key learning there was we as a company are focused on that solution, getting that solution for the client. This was more focused on 
asking the right questions to make sure your solution is correct. So getting that understanding of all the variables, all the forces at play before working towards a solution. Day two, we moved into how do you take all that information and build it into a strategic plan? This was taught by Peggy Layden, who is a great follow on LinkedIn. Definitely recommend checking out some of her stuffs and reposts and things that she shares. And this key learning was now that you have all the answers, what's the path forward? How do you put it all together? So this forced people to think and take all that information and distill it into one solution, so to speak. And then day three was rounded out by myself and Frank teaching Courageous Conversation, which is part of that Emerging Leader program I talked about earlier. It's about why do we avoid difficult conversations? How do we currently handle them? What's the better way forward? And giving people a chance to role play it in front of their peers and get some feedback. Again, consulting group, you all did an amazing job for those who were able to role play. You were a great discussion leaders and contributors. So thank you so much for that. But really, all of this rolled into one, the personal, the professional experiences I've had over the past month. It's given me a lot of inspiration for directions we can go with Coach's Corner. You know, number one, taking the ugly out of sales is the way I think about it. And it's how do we take the negative connotation with a salesperson or being in sales and truly think of ourselves as that trusted advisor? So we'll have more content on that. I know I'll be working with Frank very closely on developing some material. He may even stop by the corner to talk more about it so you all can benefit from that discussion like we all did when we were down there. And then from that day one workshop, asking those questions, it's, you know, what's the question behind the question? And that's actually a really good book. It's a short read. If you haven't checked it out before, I highly recommend it. So we might do an episode on that, might have somebody come on and talk more about the question behind the question. And then we have strategic planning. This is really big, especially with us coming close to our review period. We have exciting news on that on the UHY front. So UHY colleagues, more news to come on that. So stay tuned. But how do you create a strategic plan for your employees that you support that will help them develop in the coming year? So all of these things have given me such inspiration and just the exposure to different cultures and the different way of thinking, the different way of reaching people when I was over in Ireland and enjoying some adult beverages. In fact, like I am now recording this episode as kind of a catch up, it has given me, again, a lot of ideas, a lot of ways to just improve this podcast moving forward. But we're at about the 15 minute mark. I don't want to bore you with so many details. Just give, wanted to give you the highlights of where I've been, where the podcast has been, kind of where it's going, and just give you some content to listen to. And if there's anything that tickled your fancy in this week's episode, feel free to reach out, talk more about it. Even if it is something from the honeymoon or the reception, feel free to chat about that. If you have questions about the Emerging Leader Program, you know, reach out to me. I can give you some information or any of the pieces of the mid-year conference in consulting. You can reach out to myself or Frank, and they can give you more information on that. But thank you all for being dedicated listeners. I'm sorry I kind of left you in the lurch, but hopefully you'll forgive me, especially with the personal stuff there. I was doing things, especially professionally, but personally, I need a little pump, right? All right, that's enough for this episode of The Coach's Corner. This has been Peter Sachuk. We'll see you next time. Thank you.